Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast Q&A edition. Before we get going this week, what I want you to do right now, if you're interested, if you're a personal trainer, interested trainee, go down to the description box below and pre-register your interest for the Coaches Corner. That's going to be an educational platform on our website um, in a kind of a membership site format, you could say. It's going to be designed to basically educate personal trainers and support their development and understanding of the science and practice um, as we think uh, is relevant and important. So if yeah, you're an interested trainee... It's not just education. It's basically the tool. Yeah. That's the way you want to think of it. It's like, oh, you have a lot of tools in your toolbox. This is the toolbox. You may not need it right now, but you know, you're going to have clients who are like, hmm, what about this issue? It'll be in there. Case studies. You know? Oh, what about... I don't understand this concept. Oh, information is in there. You know? Oh, I, don't, I need support documentation. Oh, it's in there. You, know, you want to help educate your client. Oh, it's in there. Like obviously, it's not right in there right now because it's not open. But when, <laughs> when it is open, it'll be in there. It'll be your toolbox. It is the go-to. Anyway, go on, Gary. Yep, that's it. So pre-register your interest below. Um, you'll just basically be joined to an email list. You're not committing to anything, but you will get a significant discount and earlier information about it when we do launch it within the next month or so. So anyway, uh, that's that. My name is Gary McGowan. This is my co-host, Mr. Patrick Farrell. And this week, we're going to be answering the question that came in in our Facebook group. And it's a relatively simple question, but it is, you know, do we really need to train muscles in their shortened position and i think the only way we can start to understand this question is to take a step back and see where it actually came from and i think a lot of this uh, does stem kind of from the bodybuilding world and it kind of relates to an article that i wrote a couple of years ago called it was titled the misapplication of feelings in exercise prescription and in that article i didn't make the case that you should ignore your feelings but what i am suggesting is that Sometimes the feelings that we get during exercise and the sensory feedback that we get uh, is not necessarily uh, one-to-one with the potential for adaptation. And what I mean by that is that where you feel the strongest contraction during an exercise, let's say, or the most intense feeling within a particular muscle, that does not mean that you're getting a greater hypertrophic muscle building or strength building response Um, than an exercise in which you feel uh, that muscle to a lesser degree. Um, And this this relates to this question in particular, because generally when we take a muscle into its fully shortened position, position, particularly if the resistance from the exercise is greatest in that shortened position, what tends to happen is we get far more kind of sensory feedback and a more intense experience of contraction than we would if that resistance was placed in the mid range of the exercise or the lengthened range um, of the exercise or of that particular muscle. Um, So essentially what happens when we have muscle contraction is that we've got the interaction between uh, individual proteins within the muscle. Um, Very simply, the two basic ones that are discussed are actin and myosin. And basically the interactions between those within the sarcomere, as you get into the fully shortened position, there's basically no more room for that muscle to contract, okay? So it's in the fully shortened position, muscles fully short, like your bicep when you kind of squeeze it and you put your arm up to touch your shoulder, especially if you turn your pinky towards your shoulder and you put your arm up overhead, you'll feel a real intense contraction. And it may even feel more intense than during you know, a barbell curl or something where your arm is in a different position. Where, or, However, that feedback that you're getting from those that that real short position of the muscle does not necessarily like relate directly to to the response as i said and an example of this would be 
if you're to sit on the floor um, with your back against the wall, your legs are straight out in front of you, so you're sitting at a 90-degree angle, if you try and lift your foot up, up off the floor in that position, your quads might totally cramp up. Okay. And the reason for that is basically because as you lift that leg up in a straight leg raise type, leg raise type position, basically what you're doing is you're taking the rectus femoris, the part of your quad that crosses the hip joint, and you're shortening that, that at the knee joint and at the hip joint. And as a result, you get a, you get a cramping sensation and a phenomenon known as active insufficiency, whereby the muscle basically has no more capacity for contraction. Um, it's really poor producing force in that position. And basically you get this cramping sensation and that can feel like a really intense exercise, but it's very unlikely to give you a significant increase in strength or hypertrophy, maybe some specific adaptations to that position in that like you'll get better at tolerating or having control in that position. But overall, it's not going to be a big quad builder or a big quad strength builder um, as this is just an intrinsic phenomenon of the muscle. And that's really important to understand here is that independent of your training status, when you take a muscle into its fully shortened position, it's going to be really weak and it's going to have a cramping type sensation. Okay. Yes, you can build control in that position. You can build tolerance to that position, but these are intrinsic built in properties of muscle because what you will see sometimes online is that, or you really need to focus more on strengthening the shortened position. You know, you'll, you'll hear things like that um, because your shortened position is real weak. When you get into this position, you're, you're really weak. You have no control. Whereas what you have to realize is that you're not supposed to have as much strength there as you would if the muscle was in the middle um, of its range. You know, so you do have to consider the interaction between the intrinsic properties of muscles and the properties of the external exercises that you're actually doing because an example here is if you're doing a, a leg extension type of exercise where your hip is flexed um, and your knee is beginning to extend you're taking the quads into their fully shortened position so as a result you're when you apply resistance at the top position you're always going to be weaker there like you can't make that stronger than you will be at the bottom you just can't do that because it's it's intrinsic to the actual muscle itself um, and it and it can relate to the machine and the way you place the weight on etc but you're never going to just be stronger in a fully short position so that's kind of the first thing okay and understanding that 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 desire for that feeling does not relate to hypertrophy that's important too because sometimes like it can be useful to have a, like focus on the quote unquote, mind muscle connection, you know, to focus on the contraction throughout the range of motion and putting emphasis on a particular muscle. But that does not mean that the more intense the sensation, the better the response, because otherwise what we would do is we would train a muscle pretty much only in its shortened position. And we just continuously do that. Um, and basically like, like that's just not going to be it. Okay. You have poor, poor potential to uh, increase muscular tension in that position versus other portions in the range of motion. And if you were to make the case that any one part of the range uh, potentially had its own independent benefits, then that might be closer between the kind of mid to lengthened range position. Um, that doesn't mean that that's like you keep getting more gains as you take the muscle into more and more stretch position, but there does seem to be some, something to be said for taking the muscle into its lengthened position and kind of challenging it there. Um, in terms of maximum tension that you can produce actively, it's going to be more so within the middle range um, of, a, of a muscle. You know, it's going to be able to produce more tension 
in that position. So from what we know about hypertrophy, we basically have no reason to believe that taking the muscle into its shortened position um, is uniquely beneficial. However, with that said, most often when we talk about uh, taking a muscle into its fully shortened position, we're kind of more so talking about exercises. You know, we're kind of talking about the shortened position of an actual exercise because that's not necessarily directly related to the shortened position of a muscle. And what we do see in the research is that like different exercises in terms of like how different resistance profiles, having uh, different angles of exercise, you could say, like they do uh, like confer specific benefits or specific adaptations in terms of regional hypertrophy. And what I mean by that is that like tra training a muscle at different lengths of range of motion, uh, different uh, resistances at different points in the range of motion, there's probably benefits in terms of regional hypertrophy and that the muscle doesn't grow uniformly. So when you train a muscle, it's not like it always grows in the same way. However, that should not be taken as, oh, you know, do this for your peak of your bicep. Like it's not that simple either. But like the way that I kind of apply that as a sound heuristic is that, yes, we want to try and train our muscles through their full range of motion, their full contractile range. We want to do that. And we also want to have some variation in terms of the way that we apply resistance to those muscles. So what I mean by that is that we're not always seeking for the perfect resistance profile. You know, sometimes you might actually want to have more resistance in the lengthened range. Um, and sometimes you might want to have maybe more resistance in the shortened range. You know, you can make a sound heuristic out of that and say, do it, having those practices is pretty sound. But when we get to the real specifics beyond the heuristic and we say, do we really need to focus on really like training muscles in their shortened position? Um, probably, probably not. As in, if there is a benefit there to hypertrophy, to muscle building, um, it's probably like it's speculative and it might just be maybe a regional hypertrophy type effect. But if you wanted to cover all your bases, I think it'd be sound, even in the absence of evidence, it would be kind of a sound thing to cover your bases. Uh, from a strength perspective, that's a little bit different because like strength is specific. So if you're trying to strengthen a particular range of motion or a particular position, then that may necessitate strengthening muscles in their fully shortened position. Like for example, if you wanted to, get better at uh, an L-sit chin-up, let's say. Uh, it's where your, your legs are straight out in front of you and you're holding that kind of hollow body position. Then you actually need to your quads to be much stronger than they currently are um, and, and your hip flexors in that sh fully shortened position to be able to hold that. And at the moment, you probably find that that's really difficult, even if you've strengthened your muscles during in exercise like squats and leg presses and things like that. So that's a that's an example of where you need to you need to start gaining specific strength here. So you know that's particularly relevant to things like uh, you know calisthenics type training, or if you're in, interested in gymnastics, or you know there might be the case that in sport, like for example, uh, one of the things that can happen sometimes is if you if you're kicking a ball, you know if you're kicking a ball and you you're taking your leg up into that position where your knee's fully extended, your hip is flexed. Sometimes you can get an intense cramping type sensation as you get into that range of motion so you might want to actually again focus on prior exposure in your resistance training to that actual position same can be said when you're sprinting and you take your hip into an extended position where the knee is also flexed and hence the hamstrings are in their fully sharpened position you might want to gain prior exposure to that and gain strength there so that you're again you're not putting yourself at increased risk of injury or cramping or um, a muscle strain or whatever 
um, when you get into that position during a sprinting type activity. So the consideration for strength and sports specificity, activity specificity, they're a little bit different, but in terms of hypertrophy, I don't think like really focusing on getting every muscle into its fully shortened range. I don't think that needs to be at the top of your priority. I think most of your gains are going to come without focusing too much on that. But to be honest, like you're, you're kind of getting there most of the time anyway. You know, if you're doing a, a chest press type exercise and you're doing like a cable fly or something, like that's taking the muscle into its fully shortened position. You know, you, you, don't, you don't need to, to sweat it too much beyond uh, conventional training practices that people kind of tend to engage in anyway, you know? 100%. Basically, if you have the time, go for it. Yeah. If you want the most bang for your book, do more, call them compound exercises, but more mid-range focused exercises because they're more likely to just get you through the majority of ranges anyway. And if you're going to sweat time and be like, oh, I need to focus on a specific range, I'd probably focus on the lengthened range. You know, getting stronger at that probably has a little bit more potential for hypertrophy and even like strengthening things. Like, well, yeah, you are weak in your shortened range. There's not like, as you said, there's, it's, it's an inherent property of the muscle. Like I always think of like, yeah. it's your fingers are the actin and myosin. It's like, well, if I bring all my fingers together for all, everyone listening, I'm, basically just interlocking my fingers like Mm -hmm. i can't interlock them further you know but i can get them stronger so that when they're as far apart as possible and it's just basically the the fingernails touching it's like they can be stronger in that position you know so that's the way i kind of conceptualize it but yeah if it's a strength specific thing and there's a a sports specific reason or again a strength specific reason like it's like oh i'm shit at controlling this range and I need it in my work, my life, my job, whatever the fuck it is. You're like, yeah, then focus on it. But if you're saying I have a limited number of exercises I can do per day, I have a limited number of time available to train, then I probably wouldn't be going out of my way to be like, let's, let's, you know, really hammer this shortened range and see how strong I can get there. I, I probably just choose more bang for your book exercises. And then, uh, you know, if you have extra time, go for it. Yeah. And again, like for the record, what I'm, what I am saying is that like, there might be a benefit to doing it, you know? (laughs) So like there, there could be something there, but that, you know, it's really for the people who are trying to really cover their bases. Like, for example, you could make the case that uh, when you take muscles into their fully shortened position, there's, it's far more likely that you're going to uh, start to increase more uh, of the metabolic stress um, type signals for hypertrophy because like when you take a muscle into its fully shortened position you're basically contracting the whole muscle element you're increasing the overall tension on all of the structures that are around that area you're as you contract it and you squeeze everything together it's harder for blood to get into that area you know obviously um so uh, all of those things you know can increase metabolic stress and that could potentially you know confer additional benefits for hypertrophy but the point there being that you know a lot of kind of standard training practices that we'd recommend, like, you know, doing higher repetitions every now and then, or even just doing like, if you're doing a barbell bicep curl, you're still taking your muscle more or less to it's like close enough to its fully shortened range of motion. Like, yeah. Could you get the, sh- uh, the shoulder into a bit of flexion and take it shorter? Sure you could, you know, but at that point we're really kind of spitting hairs and for some that's important because if you're a bodybuilder like that's your only goal so <laughs> split those hairs man but if you're you know someone who's just trying to build a bit of muscle look good get stronger um you don't need to sweat it too much so yeah that's that um pretty straightforward answer pretty straightforward question as well yep 
Um, but hopefully that's a useful answer. And if you are interested in more of what we have to say about things, then I would recommend joining the triage method newsletter below where we'll send you the content that we've published, posted or shared uh, throughout the week and also uh, information from other resources, other businesses, um, research papers, books, podcasts, etc. that we find interesting. They do go beyond fitness. And I think that's important because, you know, you'll often notice Paddy and I bringing up references or uh, analogies that are not related to fitness. And I think focusing only on fitness stuff all the time can um, leave you a bit short-sighted, especially when it comes to like understanding what you want out of life, you know, like fitness is the only answer there. Coaching people because yeah, humans, yeah, humans are humans. Yep. Um, and like I, that, 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 that's another kind of good thing for coaches to just a side note for coaches to be aware of is that like having kind of better, like general knowledge and understanding of, uh, your client's world in terms of like what they do for work and like what it might be like to be, be like that can be really useful. Cause sometimes as trainers, you get real like sucked into your own world where all your friends do what you do. And you think that everyone kind of lives like you, whereas, uh, that's not the case out in the real world. Um, but yeah, that's that newsletter. Triage Method Community uh, is our free Facebook group. You can join that. Uh, it's linked below as well. Have productive discussions with us. Drop questions in. You can also drop questions into the comment or the question form, which is linked below. Um, of course, follow our social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, especially uh, Twitter. But to be honest, I kind of just stopped sharing our tweets on our Twitter because like, you know, no one really follows it. Like it's just like Twitter's not great for that. Twitter's only good for arguments. You know, that's what Twitter's great for. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Facebook, Instagram, highly. You know, Instagram and YouTube are probably the ones. But just join the the newsletter. That's your best call. Honestly, I just say YouTube if you want the real yeah, stuff. Yeah, just join YouTube. Like Instagram, it's a fairly shit model <coughs> of yeah. sharing stuff. Um, and also Facebook is probably prob- Facebook. The Facebook group not the Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook group, group yeah. is probably where I would join the email newsletter. And then obviously just go on site. Like we're talking about stuff that we have articles on site about, you know, like it's like, okay, you want to understand, like Gary said something about muscles there and you're like, hmm, don't know what that means. Literally has a training section on our site where we go through like muscle physiology, where we go through like biomechanics. Like it's constantly being updated. New articles are posted all the time. Gary does slack compared to me but at least he is getting some work done and it is slowly being added to over time. And now that he is nearly, and I mean nearly finished his exams for the summer, you can expect to find a whole lot more articles posted up there. You know? So if you're not on our site and you're just listening to the podcast, you're like, Oh yeah, I just do it in my spare time. You know, spend literally five minutes of your week reading one or two of our articles and you will be in a much better position to understand health, fitness, training, all of that stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. That's like the last, I don't know how many podcasts, like probably 10, the last 10 episodes we've done at least um, out of memory. Literally everything we have said is on site. Like it's all written about. In a more <laughs> concise manner as well. Yeah. And with more like out references that you can do further reading on, more clarity, you know, something like, especially the cardiovascular physiology that we've been discussing about in the last few episodes, even the muscle physiology in this episode, it's like, like you cannot explain this stuff without like getting into the details, having, having some numbers, having some images, having some graphics, etc., And all that is on site. So just go and check it out. Yep. Pretty straightforward. That's it. I have nothing else to say. 
join the email list for the coaches corner you will get notified join the actual email newsletter list you will get all of our content delivered straight to you you can pick and choose you can literally open up that email and go "Mm, they didn't post anything i want to read this week x out of that you know that's all you have to do maybe you go through it and go oh that's an interesting article i'll read that oh that's an interesting video i'll look at that that's all that's what i would recommend everyone do join the email newsletter get the information delivered to your inbox you don't have to go oh i think i missed one of their posts on instagram let me scroll through no don't do that to yourself don't let an algorithm decide your life have it delivered to you and go right cool there that's exactly what i want to see i'm going to read that it's all tailored to your needs right so join the email newsletter list join the coach's corner email list so you'll be notified and if you aren't already join the free facebook group right i have nothing else to say gary do you nope Bye. Right. peace out love you guys